Hello everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of Getting Spooky with Knox. I am your host Knox and today we're back with a true crime episode on Ted Bundy. I feel like most people will be familiar with Ted Bundy because he's one of the more infamous serial killers and after Netflix did a movie on him, he had a resurgence of information coming out. There will be trigger warnings for this episode. I'm going to be talking about murder, rapes, and necrophilia. I will try not to go into graphic detail, but if you find these topics triggering, please consider skipping this episode. I care more about your well-being than a listen on my episode. So let's discuss Ted Bundy, shall we? His real name was Theodore Robert Bundy, and he was born on November 24, 1946, in Vermont. And he has a total of 30 confirmed kills, but there could be more. They think at least close, if not over, 100 victims. Ted Bundy was actually born out of wedlock, which nowadays is more acceptable, but it was an embarrassment for his mother and her parents back in those days. His father's true identity is unknown, as no one knows who he is except for his mother. He grew up in a working-class family and seemed to be a normal young man. They say, though, that at around the age of three, he began to have a fascination with knives. He also did well in school, but he didn't have friends as he couldn't make bonds with his peers. When he hit his teenage years, he began peering into windows and stealing things from others that he wanted. Then he went to college and graduated from the University of Washington with a degree in psychology. He had also been accepted into law school in Utah. He never actually got his degree in law, though. While at the University of Washington, he fell in love with one of his classmates. She was from California, and she came from a wealthy family. She had everything that Bundy wanted, and when she broke it off, he never quite recovered from it. They say that some of his victims resemble her with their long, dark hair and their attractiveness. People believe that Bundy began killing in 1974 because women in the Seattle and Oregon areas began going missing. His ruse sometimes would be that he was hurt, and then he would lure his victims into his car. He would either wear a fake cast with some crutches or have his arm in a sling to make it look more believable that he was injured or had a disability. He drove a 1968 tan VW Beetle, and when he got them to go into the car, he would either hit them over the head with a crowbar or a pipe, and then he would handcuff them and he would either put them in the back seat or his trunk. He would strangle some of them to death, and after he would mutilate their bodies. Wherever he dumped their bodies, he would later revisit so that he could relive the killings and often have sex with the corpses. Sometimes he would even take their bodies home with him. When Ted moved to Utah for law school, the killing started there as well. This was in 1974. A year after that, Ted was actually pulled over. When the police officer searched his vehicle, they found a crowbar, handcuffs, rope, and a face mask. He was arrested for possession of these tools, and the cops began linking him to other crimes. In 1975, Ted was arrested for the kidnapping of Carol DeRanche. She was actually one of the few victims that managed to escape from Bundy. He was convicted of the kidnapping and was sentenced to anywhere from 1 to 15 years in jail. Bundy actually escaped from prison twice in 1977. The first time was when he was indicted for the murder of a Colorado woman and decided that he would be his own lawyer for the case. When he went to the library in the courthouse, he managed to jump out the window. He was caught a little over a week later. In December of 1977, he escaped once again. This time he had actually made a hole in the ceiling of his cell and climbed through it. 
they didn't realize that he was missing until about 15 hours after his initial escape. After his escape, he made his way to Tallahassee, Florida. It was January 14, 1978, and Ted broke into the sorority house of Omega Chi at Florida State University. He attacked four of the girls there and killed two of them. After that, on February 9th, he killed a 12-year-old girl named Kimberly Leach. That was his last killing as he was pulled over and arrested later that February. The evidence that it was Bundy who had killed two of the FSU students was the bite marks on their bodies. The marks matched Bundy, and he was convicted of those murders. That was in July of 1979. He received the death sentence twice for those kills, and then another for the murder of Kimberly Leach. He fought to keep out of the electric chair and admitted to more killings, but in 1989, he was executed. Ted actually dated a woman named Elizabeth Klopfer. She was a single mother in Seattle when she met Bundy. She said that Bundy was warm and loving, and he took care of her. They met in 1969, but in 1974, she suspected him of his killings. She actually went to the local authorities about how she thought that he was a murderer and involved in the local murders, but they didn't believe her. In 1975, she once again went to the police, but this time with evidence. He had called her from his jail cell and admitted that he had tried to kill her. She has actually written a book based on her experiences. Did you know that Bundy is actually a father? In February of 1980, he married a woman named Carol Ann Boone. She already had two children, and he actually dated her before his initial arrest. In 1982, Carol gave birth to a baby girl whom she named Rose and said that Bundy was the father. When Carol realized that Bundy was guilty of his crime, she divorced him three years before he was executed. When Bundy was killed, he was cremated. He actually asked to be spread in Cascade Mountains of Washington State. This is where he murdered four of his victims. And here is a list of his victims. Joni Lenz was 18. She survived her attack on January 4, 1974. She was a student at the University of Washington and had been raped by a bedpost before escaping. Donna Gail Manson was 19. Her friends last saw her at Evergreen State College as she was on her way to a jazz concert. Bundy later confessed to burning her skull in his girlfriend's fireplace. She died on March 12, 1974. Susan Rancourt was 18 and was abducted on Central Washington State College's campus. Her skull was found near Taylor Mountain. She died April 17, 1974. Roberta Parks was 20 and had been abducted from Oregon State University. They found her skull at the same time of Susan Rancourt's skull. Bundy said that he had raped and killed her. She died May 7, 1974. Brenda Carol Ball was 22. She died June 1, 1974, after being abducted from a town south of Seattle. Her skull was also found on Taylor Mountain. George Ann Hawkins was 18, and she's been missing since June 11, 1974. She attended the University of Washington. She disappeared one day while heading to her boyfriend's house. Bundy confessed to killing her, though they still leave her listed as missing. Denise Nasland was 18 years old and disappeared from Lake Sammamish State Park and was found two months later. She died July 14, 1974. 
Janice Ott was 23, and she too disappeared from Lake Sammamish State Park on the same day as Denise, and they were also found in the same location. She died July 14, 1974. Nancy Wilcox was 16 when she was abducted and thought to have been killed by Bundy. She had left her home in Holiday, Utah to go and buy some gum. Ted said that he sexually assaulted and then strangled her to death. He claims that he buried her body at Capitol Reef National Park, which is approximately 200 miles south of Salt Lake City. Though he gave the authorities where he supposedly buried her, her body was never found. She's been missing since October 2, 1974. Melissa Smith was 17 and was the daughter of the police chief of Midvale. She was raped and beaten and then found in the mountains that were nearby. She died October 26, 1974. Laura Mee was 17 and she disappeared on Halloween night. They have reported that her body was found frozen in Provo Canyon, but others still say that she has been missing since October 31, 1974. Carol DeRanche was 18, and she survived her attack. She told her story and said that Bundy claimed to be a police officer. He then told her that her car had been broken into, and she said she, and said she needed to go down to the station. When he tried to handcuff her, she fought him off and ran. This was on November 8, 1974. Deborah Kent was 17, and she had disappeared from the parking lot of Viewmont High, which is in Bountiful, Utah. Bundy confessed to killing her and said he buried her in the same place as Nancy Wilcox. She died November 8, 1974. Karen Campbell was 23 and was heading for her hotel room in Aspen when she disappeared. They found her body after she had been beaten to death and then left nude on the side of a dirt road. She died January 12, 1975. Julie Cunningham was 26 and she was going to meet a friend at a restaurant. She then saw Bundy struggling on crutches and offered to help him. He put her in his trunk, drove out to the desert, strangled her, and left her there. She died March 15, 1975. Den Denise Oliverson was 24 and disappeared as she was riding her bike and heading to her parents' house. Ted Bundy said that he killed her and then took and dumped her body in the Colorado River. Her body has never been found. She died April 6, 1975. Melanie Cooley was 18. She had been on her way home from school when she disappeared. She had been tied up and beaten with a rock, and her body was discovered in Coal Creek Canyon. Many people think she was one of Bundy's victims, but he was never charged with her murder. But many do believe she was one of his victims. She died April 15th. 1975. Susan Curtis was 15 and was heading to her room after she had attended a Mormon youth conference at Brigham Young University. She was Ted's last confessed murder and he confessed to it as he was heading to his own death. Her body has never been found and to this day they still have her as a missing person. She's been missing since, since June 27, 1975. Margaret Bowman was 21 and was one of the two Ted killed at the Omega Chi sorority house at FSU. Bundy beat her with a piece of firewood and then strangled her. She died January 15, 1978. Lisa Levi was 20 
and she was the other woman that died the night Ted attacked the Omega Chi sorority house. Ted beat and strangled her. She died January 15, 1978. Kathy Kleiner was 20 and was attacked the night he killed the two women at Omega Chi. Kathy was one of the two women that didn't die that night. He messed up her jaw as he beat her. She survived his attack on January 15, 1978. Karen Chandler was 22 and was the other survivor of Bundy's Omega Chi attack. He broke her jaw, her right arm, and knocked out four of her teeth. She survived his attack on January 15, 1978. Cheryl Thomas was 21 and she was attacked by Ted in her home. He went to her house after the Omega Chi attack and beat her. She survived her attack on January 15, 1978. Kimberly Leach was 12, and she disappeared in the middle of the school day. They found her two months later in a shed behind the Suwannee River State Park. And there you have it. This is who Ted Bundy was and the women he attacked and killed, as well as a few of his survivors. I plan to watch the movie on Netflix that they did of Ted Bundy, and I will let you know what I think of it as well. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to request a paranormal, true crime, mythological monsters, urban legends, or secret societies episode, then feel free to email me at getspookywithme at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at SpookyNox. Hit me up on Facebook, Getting Spooky with Knox, or through my website, which is linked in both my Twitter and Facebook profiles. Next week, we'll be doing a paranormal episode on Friday the 13th. On Friday the 13th. So check that out. And my pop culture podcast is coming out soon, and I can't wait for you all to hear it. I will post an update on here when it's out fully so you can go check it out. And thanks again for listening. I will talk to you all next time. Bye.